Welcome to Blockchain Recorded, the podcast for the tech curious, where we talk about anything and everything related to the exponentially evolving crypto blockchain and Web 3.0 space. Blockchain Recorded's mission is simple, to share knowledge and insight and help evolve education in blockchain fundamentals and decentralization solutions. We at Blockchain Recorded are not registered investment advisors and do not deal with financial or trading token elements nor offer any licensed financial services. The content of this podcast is provided for informational and educational purposes only, while the opinions of all parties involved are their own. I'm your host, Nina Tserer. I have a finance background, having worked on Wall Street and the pharmaceutical industry. After living in five countries and dedicating time to my family, I left the corporate world. Today, I work as a freelance consultant and am fascinated by the innovative space of crypto and blockchain, different ways of thinking, and the people that are making that happen. So let's talk blockchain. My guest today is Philip Reedy. Philip is a blockchain enthusiast and a core team member at Spartan Protocol and Universe Finance and a community manager at THX Network. Philip started his journey as a crypto investor, um, like all of us, <laughs> but became more intrigued by the people in the space and their ability to coordinate as a team with the new technology being created. Today, we aim to talk with Philip about community management. So not the technicals about Spartan Protocol or Universe Finance, not that we don't care about what they do, but uh, lighter stuff. So on the lighter side, creating a Web3 community and tools that go with it. Uh, we'll touch upon AMAs and also just wherever our conversation leads us. So Philip, welcome to the show. And hey. we're, exci we're excited to have you and talk about communities. Hi, Nina. It's great to be on the show and I'm looking forward to touch base on communities. So thank you for the introduction and I'm happy to be here on Blockchain Recorded. So let's, let's make a start and talk about myself. I started crypto uh roughly three years ago and i became mm. quite intrigued by you know everything being on a ledger and the technology everyone was creating so i thought to myself well how can i extend on my current skill set i'm an early school leaver um i want to continue to learn and i don't have the funds to go to university so i chose to invest into crypto and i went pretty hard into it so I, I always um, live by my own philosophical means and I, I figured that if I hang around some good people in life, uh, there's actually a quote that I live by by Amy Poehner, find yourself mm. a group of people who challenge and inspire you, uh, spend a lot of time with them and it will essentially change your life forever. So I found my first group of uh, crypto DGENs is how I'd call them and um, started investing in different projects and the bull run did start and I um, cashed, cashed in and out mm -hmm. and then I uh, essentially found some, some community ran projects that I, I came more heavily interested in and then I really went from there and started extending on um, hey can I help out here and there I, I know this and that I'm good at this I come mm -hmm. from an aged care background so I have a lot of experience in helping the elderly so why can't I just help people within the community and understand uh, the concepts of Web3 and crypto and I, you know, whatever I learn, I teach to others and pass down. That's awesome, Philip. Uh, you are already my role model <laughs> um, in terms of helping out the elderly. I mean, kudos to that. And also in terms of the quote that's resonating with me. Um, I didn't realize Amy Poehler said that, uh, but it's, uh, it's definitely a, a mantra to go by. Just curious, what exactly is your role at Spartan Protocol and Universe Finance. And how are actually these interrelated? So basically, I went through Spartan Protocol right after May of 2021. I got mm. more involved in the project. Okay. And I found that the community was a bit lacking. There's a lot of um, misconception and, and people fighting. And I was mm. uh, started to invest in that project because I found the, the quite of a promise in DeFi. I'm a bit of a DeFi uh, degen. And okay. that's where I started <laughs> and that's where I'll stay. I do have my gaming plays and NFT plays, but I always find the value mm. in DeFi and, and you know, you can earn a 0.575% interest in a bank, but you can earn a, a whopping 80% in just investing in crypto and DeFi. So, mm. you know, that, that's, that's where I kind of stand in more of a conservative approach rather than just gambling on coins and stuff. So really what the comes down to is they're both DeFi platforms 
platforms and my role is to keep the community safe as well as raise raise awareness and trust within the community. Mm -hmm. So the jobs that I did start out as were how I got into Spartan Protocol was not through a normal means. I I created some some meme videos for for the community in Spartan Protocol Mm -hmm. and I I actually used to dress up and have a hobby of (laughs) laughing and so (laughs) I have a full night's medieval armor suit in my house. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I dressed up and I started uh, beating up a chair, a computer chair, shouting, this is Spartan Protocol by Sparta today. And (laughs) this was really uh, early into the the bull run and people loved it. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, I became a, a mascot overnight and I just love the feeling of being loved by many providing that kind of content the entertainment for people is what uh you brought me a lot of joy as as to the joy that i bring the elderly um in my aged care to see them smile at the end of the day when i walk home mm. uh work and you know that's that's what i what i care about so that's that's what really got me involved in the community management sparked my interest the most is that um you can change some some people's lives that you know just simply invest in the project and uh, you know as well as talk to investors and stuff like that mm. um make it a fun environment for them and you know i i found that there's a lot of uh stigma negativity and fud because it was more money driven but what what about if we just make this this space community driven rather than focus on the quick pump and dumps we make right. something sustainable so sustainable DeFi is my thing sustainable DeFi is your thing um yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You mentioned you like the entertainment factor, um, but to me, it does sound, it's it's not just entertainment, right? I mean, you, it's coupled with core solid values. um, Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, You got to be there for the right reasons and do what you do for the right reasons. And so this is actually more what we're going to talk about because it does intertwine with the notion of the web three communities and the web three world that we're basically entering now, right? And paving the way. Just just quickly, just just to uh, clarify, you're the community manager at THX Network. What exactly is THX Network? So, so Thanks Network, how it's pronounced. Oh, is, Thanks Network, yeah. sorry. <laughs> They're a software company based in Amsterdam. And basically what they do is they incentivize token engagement rewards for their communities. And they're a great platform because I feel like they've got that Web3 technology that mm-hmm. um, have a direct engagement from platforms such as Spotify, YouTube, mm-hmm. as well as um, you know Twitter even. Mm. It's to any sort of platform where you can create your own token pool and, and you know get, get communities to engage within um, whatever posts or videos you might create to implement web3 into existing web2 platforms and websites that haven't transitioned over so they're the kind of like the bridge between web2 and web3 mm-hmm. and i feel like a lot of people are going to continue to use uh google youtube other platforms as well as we need a bridge in between web2 mm-hmm. and web3 i mean right. it's, it's it's far overlooked from the technology, although it's a censorship a resistant store of value and a game changer for all the industries out there. Mm-hmm. We are going to have bigger organizations and corporate wanting to have power. So right. we have to comply within the means of the regulators, the means of um, as well as being censorship resistant, we need to go and follow the rules of these platforms if we mm-hmm. want to intercooperate with their users so they have the traffic and we have the technology mm-hmm. boom bada boom we, mm-hmm. we can work together so that's that's what i think thanks is is very capable of and i'm quite i'm quite happy to be part of there i reached out to them via the copper launch ido they have a open launch essentially so what you have in crypto is you can have um open launches which determine the um floor price of a crypto so pretty much fair launch crypto mm-hmm. And that's how uh, some of these uh, projects do raise their funds in in starting their own liquidity pools. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Web3 is such a buzzword now. You've alluded a bit to what Web2 did for us in the sense of those, you know, trusted actors from computer networks, et cetera. We essentially surrendered our data for others to profit from it, right? No big secret, big tech. Um, yeah. And it should be us that should own our own data and profit from it by our own choice. 
I hope Web3 can really offer this with decentralized protocols and the rise of Web3 communities, which really are new models of coordinating people as well as behavior. So this is kind of where you come in. But before we dive into the importance of communities, so you said your main focus is in DeFi. Um, I can't help get around uh, the criticism going around that the Web3 ecosystem has turned to, I would some even say Las Vegas with all the DeFi gaming and NFT hyped projects popping out every day. What are your thoughts around this? Yeah, so I mean, that's where I come in and I mm. see the, the flaws because um, I see a lot of projects, they're forking contracts and it's very important for the newer investor to not essentially trust but verify that what they're actually investing in is a, a real project that has fundamental unique values. What you want to really look towards when as an investor as well as looking at a community is if the project is either a fork of a contract or at the end of the day, if it's original. So the originality is what creates the value in the crypto space. Mm-hmm. Many years ago, I, I found um, that looking back on the timeline of crypto, that people could just copy and paste uh, Bitcoin as essential contract and change mm-hmm. a few values here and there, as well as that being able to create value. But this is not the case today. A lot of people are more interested in advancing the technology uh, which is blockchain and crypto so what we want to do is create something that people can use um, people can utilize it can change the the uh, space and not only in crypto is what we want to change um, do to create value is you know innovate and mm. uh, that's how value is generated so what creates value at the end of the day is the originality and that mm. goes for the music and art industry too. Oh, absolutely. Um, fair enough. Um, in terms of value creation and contribution, I mean, the concept of DeFi is sound also, right? It's decentralized. We, we yeah. know no intermediary. There's no central con- control point hovering over um, and sort of the mantra is that it's accessible. It's an accessible marketplace to everyone. Well, hopefully everyone. There are still obstacles to reaching everyone, right? But... With DeFi ecosystems and communities, one can, I, I keep coming back to this, one can argue they are, they can also argue that they're exclusive and that they are essentially promoting the value of capital. And while it's great that, you know, we get this, uh, you know, really super high yields, one can argue that essentially promoting the value of capital is promoting greed. Uh, versus promoting inclusivity and values themselves. What do you, I mean, you said you like philosophizing too in, in one of our conversations before. So um, thoughts on that? Yeah. So um, basically when it comes to, uh, you know, values, um, you want to look at essentially what values you're living by. So right. uh, Walt Disney have their own kind of set of their core company values, which is, I think, uh, inclusivity, uh, show, and I can't remember them all off by heart, but mm. uh, they, they basically set out their, their, the way they, they want to um, basically have that decency and quality as well as um, including their own, their own audience within everything that they kind of created. So, uh, when, you, when you look at the greed and uh, capitalism and stuff like that that mm. goes on, you have to take a step back and go, okay, well, is this just a, uh, another another pyramid scheme? Because um, that's essentially what some DeFi mm-hmm. platforms turn out to be. You have mm-hmm. to be a smarter investor when um, and see through the lines. So don't think with your. Um, uh, you could go go into a few different ways. We don't don't think with uh, your greed. Think with your um, your brain. So uh, it, it's same when it comes to meeting a part being a philosopher. Because um, the same comes to go meeting a partner in life. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, don't think with your, your your dick, but think with your brain. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I guess that's I the male I'm, the male side. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I'm allowed to say that on. Oh, here. absolutely. <laughs> no, there's we're not censorship resistant over here. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. um yeah. Yeah. Go on. 
But even then, um, so you have to look at the stats and numbers of what the community engagement might be on those platforms as well. And you, you just need to look at everything, not just a single metric. Um, and it goes for everything, um, you know, look and then uh, judge and then action. So that's, that's, that's with uh, pretty much every decision you make in life. You don't, don't, don't miss the steps. There's a three-step process. and. Mm goes about like without investing and so there's a lot of shady people unfortunately within um, being a fully decentralized um, world with no intermediaries right. um, unfortunately the removal of intermediaries uh, increases the uh, more susceptible uh, amount of bad actors there might be as well so it is the wild west um, and that's why regulation is coming in but essentially you can't truly regulate uh, a fully decentralized blockchain regardless so that's that that's where it comes in to be educated education is the best line of defense oh absolutely do you think that with the decentralization factor so removing the control point um, there is more of this bad acting and greed and chaos i mean Absolutely versus not, no. versus yeah i mean because this is where we are now right versus the centralized because the centralized is also brings out the bad in people because they're just trying to um find shortcuts you can argue well um I'd still say fiat currency accounts for most of the money laundering and bad acting mm. there is. So, I mean, crypto is a driving space, but um, to have uh, government control over what we essentially want to get away from is is not uh, not something that I would uh, I would go for and agree with. So, mm. the importance of privacy is uh, essentially what Web three is and. What we want to do is to create either it, it could create anything. So uh, when you go and talk about earlier, so we're going from web two, such as um, going and selling our information to Google or Facebook, something like that. Right. Uh, we 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 want to yeah go and and create something on a decentralized platform and have that as a starting point into shaping what we want out of. Um, the Web3 technology and crypto, uh, it, it really comes down to taking your rights back. And if you don't want your rights, then they'll be taken from you. People will regulate them. People will ask you to conform to the way that the world wants you to be and you know, what your government wants you to, to act and behave. So um, to have your say in that importance is is a very important um, changing technology. Mm-hmm. Let's take a step back. So we know that communities are at the center of any successful DAO or gaming DeFi, uh, what you have, or, or NFT project. In fact, we would say that an engaged community is the driving force behind the Web3 upgrade. Can we start or can we talk about exposing the community's importance and yeah. share your thoughts around that? Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes a community is the the number one driving factor that creates a successful cryptocurrency or project. Um, you see, obviously, the kind of involvement from the community that um, really makes it go public in the media and and what the the Western world is um, the the users behind the community. So it's it's a fair and reasonable argument to say that those those metrics can't be ignored. Um, the, the community importance is the definitely a good starting point, but you have to look into how it's progressed and what it's based upon. So, mm -hmm. as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, the greed in the space is uh, a trafficking. Um, it's what's driving a lot of the traffic currently in the bull run. And you, you look at the investment too. So, if you want to um, invest in a meme coin, you'll obviously find the, the different kind of community altogether. So, mm -hmm. looking at the, the stats and numbers, the engagement can be manipulated for a greedy purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when you have to decide, you have to go into these communities yourself, take the time because time is money. And obviously, you're investing your time and money into research and educating yourself on what is a good investment as well as looking at other metrics. So, you have to see the value in that community and what they're bringing. It could be, uh, you know, even a, a meme coin you, you're investing in, you have to look at what 
uh, these people are basing on. So how much profit they've currently made, um, whether you're going to be left out in the dirt, are you are you essentially buying the top at, at that at that um, stage? So the importance is in is important because uh, what drove Shiba Inu's success was uh, a lot of a number of things. So uh, you could talk about that being a meme coin, but uh, mm. you know it's this is this is the the driving force of community right there is you have to look at um how it's being adopted this technology what why why you have to look at the whys and and hows Mm -hmm. so that that, that's yeah that's the uh importance right there yeah i mean you know we all hear many times that a community of a, a certain project is bad and again, we, we've talked a lot about this, right? Alluding to a mostly speculative when Lambo <laughs> pump and dump community. How do you deal with this given that you're kind of in the driver's seat of a community as a manager? Yeah, so I've got this far too often. Um, a lot of uh, community attacks. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that um, just seem to have that, that greedy mindset we were going on about earlier and money and investing and they hate losing it. So mm-hmm. anyone filled with hate will go can past a, re- a reasonable level of energy to continue to uh, even fight in the, the social channels. They, they think being down on their portfolio is, you know, a reason to attack a project and it's uh, not always going to help it. But mm-hmm. all feedback should be considered as important. So they might have a genuine reason to say this, but the solution, I guess, is how we deal with this is uh, something, it's, it's more of like a sneaky approach. So we, we, we essentially build and continue to face value on the project and the only advantage we have over them is time and truth really has a funny way of shining through and blinding out the bullshit especially when it's being fought with uh, arguments that aren't really quite fought out so yeah Mm -hmm. how do you actually deal with problematic members i mean obviously if they're going way over um, you can exclude them but how do you how do you deal with them so i go on this like case by case basis so Everyone likes to feel included. So we go back mm-hmm. on the, the Disney uh, motto where inclusivity is important. That's that's why we all like Walt Disney. We all feel mm-hmm. included. Yeah, <laughs> we've got, we got something to relate to or with, with the, the old uh, movies and everything like that. So we go on a case-by-case basis of the individual. And it does take some time. You can't just outright ban someone and throw someone in the dust. Someone's got a reason to have a problem and you have to figure out what their problem is. And essentially define and solve it for them so they could be just a little bit confused or they could have a misunderstanding and you want to get a resolution that way and what you can really do is you can change some people's uh, mindset Mm -hmm. Um, and some people just don't have a great mindset when it comes to investing so to have uh, a way to not even not just like throw out your community but um, engage and um, problem solve with them to make them a happier community member is what community management's all about. And far too often I see a lot of people that claim to be community managers, they just outright ban these kinds of people. And I don't think that's a good approach. Obviously you wanna you wanna uh, really touch the hearts of you know all your your community. Oh you're so right. I mean that's that's sort of the easy way out. I mean uh it's kind of also you know, I guess punishing someone and just sticking them in in a jail cell. I mean, obviously, not to not to draw parallels here, here, but you know, there are certain countries that actually deal with this differently. I don't know. I think, in, in for example, in Norway, you know, they actually prisoners go through therapy. So, I mean, I don't want not to, not to. This is apples to oranges, but like you said, you want to touch the hearts. You actually want to um, touch them in a way that they feel included and sort of wake them up, so they they know they f- they are part of something, and they also are sort of have an ownership. I mean, in a sense, the communities today and the Web three world, uh, it's all about ownership, right? Yeah. But let's you you talked about engagement. How do you actually? How do you achieve engagement? I mean, you you start probably through a fair distribution in the form of a token launch, et cetera, just like how a lot of communities do. But how do you how do you go about that? So to build engagement is that you have to provide something of value or help out the user with their their problem and get them to provide the feedback so um, when we go back to the people that say the community project is bad 
there's something that they, they there could be a general concern there. So as the community manager, you have to listen to all the noise in the room, and really, um, that's how that's how you build the engagement. Is you've got to start the noise and then listen to the echoes around. Mm. And, you know, in the community attack sense, we could go back there, is we want to really uh, essentially diffuse any uh, thing that might be driving their, their uh, actions, which is might be hate. And they, mm-hmm. they just, sometimes people who are in that kind of spin, they can't be reasoned with. So mm-hmm. those people kind of exist within our day, daily lives, not just projects. And even the ones that are universally most accepted as the most ex- successful projects is they're everywhere, like down the street and in the shops. They're the ones that kind of complain. They're the Karens of life that we see. Mm-hmm. And even the Karens of life can be the most wonderful people. We just get caught up in our emotions sometimes. And it's sad to see that we've got this. I mean, I do agree. I like the Karen meme, but sometimes mm-hmm. I look at it with my own heart and go, well, that could be me sometimes. So, you know, have overcome issues with life. And it's just about staying, continuing on course and trying to essentially communicate communication Mm -hmm. is one of the most important driving factors and then uh, listen to the echoes around and really shape and form and grow and learn together well said can you give us an example of a great community sure um so well great community is pretty much one that's going to provide value back to your project so Mm -hmm. uh, helping out is like a fantastic thing as a community manager to have your own community members that come like love to come back because they love the way they feel when they're engaging with the community so the value that they actually give back by engaging and providing input to the community is rather than a greedy greedy sense um, they provide different feedbacks which can help to improve the project and rather than um looking at something and saying the community of this project is bad there's something that they could help with around the community that they um could essentially provide the input as to why the community of the project is bad is a better question to be asking is why they think the the community of the project could be bad so um really the wording could go a lot differently when you when you say something like the community of the project is bad um there's something in that that could be genuine as concern because that's feedback too and that's why you yourself is the one have to ask them questions and really uh, take that time because this this is this is the way that um if you listen to people and make them feel included then they're just going to go hey well this is not just one of those other projects that i just mentioned which is the greedy ones this is actually one that's trying to build something here so yeah everyone getting everyone involved and having a set goal a goal that you actually do achieve and showing promise and really essentially meeting deadlines and getting in successful uh, showing the community that you can prove that you have good leadership skills and uh, leadership's one of the best important things to build a great community you need to have good leadership skills mm-hmm. well that actually brings me to the function or role of a community manager besides leadership and what you just mentioned what are the tasks and what does it take for the community manager to be successful? I mean, how would you describe the function or role of a community manager? You've, you've talked uh, yeah. a lot about yeah. what it, sort of what you were asking or talking about yeah, yeah. before. This, this is easy. Uh, so mm. basically, basically it's, it's pretty straightforward. So mm. from the community side, you uh, have to be the backbone of communication and have those leadership skills. Mm-hmm. Be good, fairly good at keeping things organized and seeing out that the community are in a healthy state and people also carry out their roles and tasks and making sure, making sure everything flows within the mainstream. So mm. as a community manager, the roles that you have might not just be managing the community to you it might be managing your own developers and you might be managing that things go as form as compliance and ensuring your colleagues are happy within your own workplace so mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a much bigger job and role that you might think is um if if your workers aren't happy that are actually building these smart contracts mm-hmm. then you're not going to have a great community you're not going to have a great project so uh, happiness and feeling of comfort inclusivity 
the the probably the main things that you kind of do as a community manager, mm-hmm. as well as uh, filtering out the 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 BS, uh, keeping things in shape, and even there's a little bit of general marketing that might be done on the side as a community manager. So that's that's where I'd start with what you'd need to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's 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 going to be the function of what you, what your job might be in the crypto web three world is to essentially be flexible as you possibly can because this is a very flexible space. There's no set task or role. You have mm-hmm. to learn how to um, dance in the rain. Sometimes it's it's anything could um, happen within a project, and it's up to you to make sure that the, the piece is glued together. So. Mm. It's it's like the 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 round the round peg through the square hole scenario. You got to make sure you get it in the hole. Yeah, <laughs> uh, love that, love that. You know, you know. Be- before we have we this podcast, you know, I've yeah. I've searched for the definition actually for um, the somehow official mainstream version of what community management is. I mean, you know, we think of this as just any just a simple concept, um, and. What I found is that it's it's the process of building an authentic community among a business's customers, employees, and partners through various types of interaction. It's how a brand uses opportunities in person and online to interact with their audience to create a network in which they can connect, share, and grow. Given that we are talking about the Web3 world, would you... Or how would you redefine this definition uh, to adapt it? So actually, that that a definition is kind of a broad spectrum definition, and it does fit the criteria of the crypto web three space as well. Because, mm-hmm. as you say, community management is a process of building a authentic community through uh, business customers, employees. And through various types of the interactions, um, the interactions that I actually did mention earlier are what. Uh, uses the opportunities um, and creates that that online interaction with the audience to essentially network, and that's why everyone, um, why, why everyone feels comfortable and they're a part of the community where they can kind of connect and share and essentially grow together. So, I would say the core fundamental values of what mainstream is what creates any form of community anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's not a, just about community manager online. It's in in day to day life. So that's a very good definition. I wouldn't I wouldn't really define it and adapt it for the Web three world, other than being just that slightly bit more flexible and uh, yeah, learning to uh, essentially grow as as the the, the industry does grow and um, making those changes that you need to make. Let's say hypothetically that um, someone's building a Web three project. How would you advise them to start a community? I mean, it, it sounds easy. It sounds easy, but it does poses it does pose challenges as well as certain challenges on the way, like having people not being in it for the right reasons, right? But how would you how would you um, advise on starting a community? Yeah, so um, I guess you could go back in the quote, um, mm-hmm. find yourself a good a group of people who challenge and inspire you, and um, spend a lot of time with them. So that would change your life forever. Uh, what you really want to do is find a group of people that you can kind of get along with um, to form that project and um, you know fit in. So as it comes to when it comes to building a team, you're also building a community. You need to have a, at least a team to coordinate with, and you want to be all equally motivated or at least work towards the same specific goal. And then you want to market your center audience around the energy you're creating. And it's like an attractive aura which creates and drives a strong community. And while it's not mandatory, you it's like one of the the best driving points that it comes to building a successful community is like essentially build it and they will come. So mm. the that's that's the big the first step. If you got that magic right there, then you can build anything. You could sell anything. A second step would be to really get in the heads of your target market and solve the problem for them that you yourself have found the solution for, as well as your team members. And it's this goes into marketing as well as you need to communicate with them about your solution and the effective way to give something value to them, engage with them, and get them interested to find out more and find that attraction within your investor. Why they're invested in that project why they want to be part of the community why Mm. these are the whys that you want to find out 
So that's these are this is the, the fundamental uh, shift, and this is what made uh, gaming and crypto trending is because really, what well, you've got a lot of people, you got a younger audience, you've got a lot of younger people. Um, it's a very big cash cow for younger generation. Everyone loves their games, and the younger generation are the ones that are most invested in crypto. So this is why it went went boom. <laughs> next thing I think we'll we'll see is the next wave of investors. This is in your mid forties, and people that are more conservative. So I reckon mm. the next wave will be stable coins. I am very confident that DeFi will be taking off soon uh, <laughs> because we already have the younger crowds and now mm. the younger crowds are going to the older crowds. It's going more mainstream. Um, and then soon, hopefully, full-scale adoption will happen. This is this is um, mm. basically Web3 in a nutshell, I think. Obviously, the younger people are going to get whiffed of it quicker because they, they like what's trendy and they like uh, – Right. It takes a little bit longer for the oldies to catch up. They're not into the games, they're into the the wealth. Are you calling 40 plus people oldies? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. But I love them. Oh, okay. Community incentives in terms of token incentives. Let's talk about that. How and to what extent is monetary encouragement healthy? I mean, I know you're in DeFi, but these are the questions you're going to get. So this is this is something that I actually um, do encourage slightly because mm. I feel like while community incentives, uh, in terms of like tokens incentives, giving out to your community for mm. pro- providing value to the project, you have to construct it. You have to, there's a very uh, tricky way because people have found ways to game the system essentially. So mm. uh, they can create unfair value and advantage over, you know, incentives to airdrops and stuff like that, Why they whether they create multiple wallets or have uh, either scripts set up, some, some pe- smart people out there, they're able to essentially find loopholes within what kind of automated system uh, on Web3 environment that you've kind of built um and what 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 i found is to keep it minimal keep don't you know keep, follow the kiss principle which is keep it simple stupid and mm. uh, essentially you want to um either dish them out in a more centralized uh, approach which is individual giving basis and as well as um either employ more people and uh, community incentives you know i think what what really you don't need them. What drives the value is the, the project. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of pay the people to come to your conference. It must be a pretty boring conference, you know. Like <laughs> it, you, see, you see this often. It's like I'm going to pay for everyone's beer if they stick around to hear me talk. You know, mm. um, everyone does it, and and usually half the time it either is a pyramid scheme or it is just boring mm-hmm. so if, you know you get the free drink but what do you get you get um, like an hour of torture no <laughs> not, not for me not for me so that's that's what i'm seeing here is i'm seeing a lot more projects that don't have shelf promise use this kind of um feature and i do have mixed feelings about it because i think it can be a useful tool but it just needs to be programmed in the right fashion for mm-hmm. that community and so where i stand is that we're in uh, a web3 environment people should be excited about this project they're investing in and Mm. so when it comes to use back on my projects i try and discourage them so you know if the marketing team wants to do it or something like that um they can go ahead and do it so heavily more involved in spartan protocol we definitely don't do this um model and and people are also excited Mm -hmm. and we do we do save up more of a community fund because we don't have any sort of team allocations and airdrops for this so um what we do every couple of months is uh, we pull together some funds and we hold out a giveaway with it and it not be for tokens because we just find that people are going to sell them anyway. We want to give back something special like an NFT or we want to give back mm-hmm. something physical. What we gave away uh, last time, we gave away uh, a drum to one of our lucky winners roughly after New Year's. Oh, a drum? 
Yeah, an NFT drum. So we NFT um, basically took our NFTs, we blended them together, so we backed them by the NFTs that we have. Hmm. Um, and this is for an upcoming uh, game that we have uh, scheduled. It's going to be uh, probably the end of the year we start development because we, we're caught up in actual stable coins now. We have announced that we will be issuing a stable coin working towards a proposal that's just come through. We just have to get the community feedback for this one. Okay. Whether we, we uh, wind down our synthetic asset uh, approach mm-hmm. and then that way we can um, build up smart contracts to issue a, a stable coin and build some more value within the project and get some more users onboarded. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what we do. We, we find the value in other means other than token incentives. Why not give away something cool like people will like because they like the project. They're like, oh, I've got this one-of-a-kind drum, you know. This this is something I'm going to hold for until I'm 90 years old. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> how I feel. That's very, very cool. Yeah. yeah so, be- th- so these are token incentives and other incentives. Um, yeah. But you've also talked about, you know, using tools. So the versatility of tooling for community management can also be immense. So what tools do you use besides, obviously the main tool is communication, right? What do you use besides communication and text and and image and and video? I mean, you you mentioned uh, you do in-person meetings as well to engage your community or no? Yeah, so we have our community calls. I'd call them community calls because if you call them an AMA, it's more of an ask me anything. So community Mm -hmm. calls, I like to shape them into that wordinology because that way you can involve everyone. They don't feel like they're just asking the the central authority team the questions. That way they feel like, hey, I want to have my voice for, you know, like 10 or so minutes and be able to provide some input. So I'd call them mass meetings and, you know, the community calls. This is how we get all of our active members together to provide what they want to see, have their, their right of free speech. This is like when it comes down to, you know, I think honestly, when, you know, you have elections and voting, they, they have people they, they want that to happen within um, different changes within government. So why not have something similar, but more so decentralized uh, with your community? So have as many people as possibly they want to have a voice to be able to have that heard. Mm-hmm. Um, no restrictions within the having that challenge of media having to go directly to different people and no bias, any, you know, having something that it's all free speech, you know, have the ethos of that decentralization component is, is, is the most important thing because that way you can create changes within your smart contracts. You can create changes within how you structured your community. You can create essentially the project that everyone wants to keep coming back to that's going to last years and years. And this is the kind of feedback that you want. It's this extremely valuable feedback that uh, is what's made the shape of Google and Facebook so successful, but they haven't actually acquired this information by really fully talking to people. They've acquired it by data mining mm-hmm. and gathering people's data and basing it off their own invasion of privacy to mm-hmm. shape the platform. So, it, instead of doing that, we're actually being honest. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, well, that's key. Mm-hmm. So you don't do, you don't like to refer to them as um, AMAs, Uh, you do community calls. Um, Do do you do, are these virtual? I mean, are these online or do you actually, okay. So we have a few different platforms we can go about via Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Uh, All goes down to what the community want. We could do it via Twitter spaces. I've had a few of those via Mm -hmm. Twitter spaces. Mm -hmm. And we have a platform called Discord, which Mm -hmm. is a media chatting platform. Mm -hmm. We have a good portion of our users in. We have them through there. And we also have another one called Telegram, which is another chatting platform that people can also talk on and communicate via text and via um, microphone input. But the way that we want to engage is keep both options available. Some people want to maintain their privacy, so we don't want to have them um, talk with their voice. Sometimes they want to type in the chat box, which is perfectly okay, Mm -hmm. and we get that to happen too I mean, we cater to the individuals that live by their their own uh, means and I, I fully respect that and I think it's it's a great thing that people have those beliefs 
So Telegram, Discord, even Twitter, yeah, even right, Twitter. I mean, those are like the usual, the usual suspects. Discord, Sometimes. yeah, Sometimes. Discord, Discord, probably more for. I actually read about inner circle targeting versus outer circle targeting. I mean, now we're getting like really technical for community management, but um, would you say that Discord is more for the contributors and inner circle? community people or is this do you just have like one pool overall i'd say you have to you have to essentially jump between which platforms you're using because yeah mm. discord is i believe to be more of an inner circle way to talk to your community mm-hmm. now I, I forgot to mention you have other things like twitch tv and you have youtube too but this their web web uh, two platforms and so right. is the others I've just mentioned and you do have other um, amazing technologies coming and advancing which are built on Solana I do have uh, you know the guys down at Fortech as a, as a strong connection of mine and they're building their own DChat and Dmail and essentially a way to kind of stream uh, a communication between Web3 Wallet to Web3 Wallet. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's 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 a one-on-one communication. Maybe they'll, um, in the future, um, or platforms will look at uh, group wallet-to-wallet communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like in order to maintain this ethos of community, um, you, you shouldn't even need a wallet. So have people um, have true privacy without without a, a wallet in, in kind of that internal communication as well as have the option. So keep the option available. But that's great. You're talking about the fourth tech D chat. So it's, you're talking about a decentralized alternative. That's, that's actually pretty important, right? Considering that you want, we want to stay decentralized. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that option should be available because I feel like, you know, some people just want to have the way that they can kind of communicate in a wallet-to-wallet fashion. They want, they don't want to use these platforms. And we have more and more people um, really getting sick of um, how uh, some poorly commun- uh, ma- uh, managed communities are out there. Mm. And they just want to have that internal communication within the, the project's team. Uh, internal team and ask them questions directly and that's that's where we go away from the email setting we're going into wallet communication we're talking with our our wallets and so there'd be option to ask the developers the team questions by sending them a dmail and a dchat using the fortech fortech platform and their their own internal wallet structure and soon you'll be using your own solana wallet and Mm. different chains to communicate on so it's always good to have the option because at the end of the day freedom is one of the 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 important drivers of our society we everyone wants to have the ability to provide the input, the ability to essentially have those rights. And I, I, feel, I feel like a lot of them are being taken away in different places and people are moving. They, they, they're actually showing with their money, their wallets, mm-hmm. their uh, drive and adoption of crypto. They're packing up and leaving to different countries where they think it's better for them because they feel like their fundamental values are being more driven upon. Right. And so they want to get those those things that are important back and if that's what they're doing then crypto is going to be the next thing they're going to be picking up because um, our financial sovereignty and our financial wealth and, and our means and our communication these are things that are all being invaded with our privacy and things like that these are very important things and I, th- I feel like we're being governed policed so heavy in some certain areas that what does it mean to be a human being um, you mm-hmm. have to ask yourself the question and I know I'm being a little bit philosophical here, but there are important things that a human needs and have needs and wants to keep them emotionally happy. And this is why we seem to have a lot more, I think, mental health problems as a result of the pandemic too, because I think even though we have a harsh thing that's happened we've all overcome it as human beings we need to understand this is this is just just an event uh, um, and then we have to not let this have the um, the worst impact to our mental health as well so keeping balance is 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 something that's important too which I could I could go into as well but I think I've already touched the surface <laughs> no the you're surface. you're you're so on the spot I mean this is so important you know we're dancing around the importance of community and what it takes to manage it and sort of the ownership factor of a Web3 community. But um, we 
I don't think we can, you know, uh, finish off this podcast without talking about the past two years. Um, yeah, because you know, you yourself, you're from <laughs> you're you're from Australia, which you know, let's not sweep this under the rug. I mean, there's <laughs> been, <laughs> you know, it, I guess opinions aside, but you're right. I mean, people, if you can, people are packing up and leaving. Maybe more so the younger generation that can that, that can do that and has um believes in in it's just making things happen right but you're so right i mean this is just a, a sort of a melting pot of all these different paradigm shifts that are going on and i know it sounds cliche to say this paradigm shift because it, i mean so many people are talking about it but it's true and here we have crypto that can help and decentralize and, and actually empower so and as a community manager, I mean, do you see actually, cause you say that people are picking up and packing and leaving to different countries. And do you see that within this community? I mean, do you have this? Yeah. I, I see that all the time that um, people, if they don't like a community, they're just going to pack up and find a new one. Mm. And I'm um, going back on real world events. This is something that mm. crypto actually shines the light on that mm. you can't create something that is going to be centralized and, um, um, you can't be versing in the world as a community manager. You have to embrace the technology and shape it in the way that everyone is living in essentially the, the cryptoverse together. Like uh, it, it shapes like the politics. So you can look at politics and the way people can pack up and move. Mm. Um, you don't want to essentially bring that back into what you're creating and what you're getting away from. And um, to see that happening in various projects there's there's something flawed there that you have to go right well okay well this this is this is destroying the uh industry is destroying the space so uh i think what a lot of institutions will look at and see is that there's no freedom in certain Mm. where they're investing it's um so they they have to do their do their research and find um true decentralization and true true projects that they're investing in because i know regulators are shaping things up and this is why anonymity uh, anonymous projects mm -hmm. and uh one of the things that drove you know drove bitcoin and what's made it so successful right. is because essentially governments can come and take your possessions and everything away because uh, you're running a crypto project and they don't like the ethos and values that you're promoting because they're taking control away from them. And a lot of people are attracted to the freedom. Uh, yeah. Freedom, that's yeah. what you live for every day. Yeah, and they dictate, <laughs> they dictate and control your assets, which uh, is a huge problem. So there we go with the paradigm shift. Yeah, um, it is a big paradigm shift. I, I completely agree. But I, I think a lot of people are waking up and there's some mm. really positive shifts for the future. And I'm, I'm looking forward to what my investments are going to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you've you you did say the you talked about the cryptoverse. Um, the only the only challenge, well, one of the challenges that I see is that sort of the older generations are still fearful of this, right? They think this is, um, you know, we're all going to be controlled by AI, <laughs> and but it's so much more than that. As I would say, maybe as you know, as a community manager, this is also one of the things to keep in mind to have this inclusivity factor versus exclusivity factor. I think people who are on the outside of the cryptoverse fear it and feel excluded. But once they give it a shot and just, you know, start playing with it or, or listen to it or, you know, buy their first, I don't know, whatever it is, Bitcoin or, or whatever, actually they'd be surprised to see that it's more inclusive than maybe what they were used to before. Absolutely. I agree. I want to just ask you, you know, to, to a community manager that's just getting started out, um, you know, you were in this spot, what would you advise to them? I mean, we've talked a lot about uh, all this stuff here, but how would you, what would you advise them in a nutshell? Um, base your morals. Keep, keep things um, based what your beliefs are. Uh, so if you believe in something and this is why you're doing the community management, you know, make sure those those beliefs are something other people are going to have a really bad impact on them. Make sure you're you're mindful and keep things as as, as possible and fair 
And, you know, for everyone else, I, just because you have a, a community full of different people of all various different backgrounds and beliefs, keep it so it's able to coincide with everyone. So, that, that's essentially what you're doing. You're, you're making it so um, you know, everything can, can kind of glue together with the pieces. So, look back and if you're community manager of something that's going to be fully decentralized as a project, then that's probably what the what you'd be looking at, um, the mindfulness. And um, if you're looking uh, at, like a community where it be uh, for a specific game, then you can, might be more, more relaxed. But mm-hmm. it's all a circumstance and case-by-case scenario of what you're managing. So it, it could be something very sensitive, such as a financial instrument, which is what I'm kind of used to, which is why mm-hmm. I've had to, really understand myself to be able to manage the community because you don't want to push your community away in that rest respect that's where that's where I'll, I'll i'll keep standing i'll keep standing to be the the oracle of the people and and help the people oh i love that oracle of the people i love that yeah, yeah. um and not building a community right but with community um exactly. i think yeah. that's sort of the that could be your oracle mantra. <laughs> um, and I mean, Philip, what you do, I think, is so important. Um, what What does your roadmap look like? What What are your f- future plans? Uh, for myself, personally, I think it would be to fundamentally build my wealth back up to where it was. I did have a quite mm-hmm. a scenario where I made some bad financial choices in mm-hmm. May of last year, the big crash, mm-hmm. and I didn't take profit. Uh, this is like uh, just... Just like, oh well, I, th- oh, I, th- no. I believe I, I believe so much in this project, you know. This is gonna yeah. go. I'm happy, you know. <laughs> well, that was the greed. That was the greed that, part. But you that, have to learn from was, it. That was the greed. I mm. I, I made an over the counter deal, and uh, I was I was pretty happy about it all. And I I thought, well, I did want to run this project. I feel too good about it. Mm. I had $2 million sitting in there and uh, yeah. Anyways, I learned from that one. And um, so it's actually taught me a lot back Mm. on reflecting on myself and being able to improve my relationships around me, discover myself more, as well as work hard at building. So building in the bear market, I'm like, okay, well, Mm. I'm going to make a career, a bigger career out of crypto than what I already have. I'm going to essentially prove on all the skills I do have and use them to create an even better project than what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of rubbish projects around me. I'm seeing uh, too much negativity. I'm seeing all these problems starting to occur in this bear market scenario. And these are these plans I want to solve to fix, and that's 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 what I really want to um, essentially do is build a better image for crypto and um, build these projects that I'm building on, which mm-hmm. is Spartan uh, Protocol, Universe Finance, and Thanks Network. So um, happy to be with the teams there, and if they, um, you know, for the roadmap for those projects would be Spartan. I, I know would be to get. To look at the DAO and the proposals that have been uh, actually just recently announced, mm-hmm. we'll hopefully um, get a stable coin issued this year. Uh, be very exciting because we are listed on the Binance Exchange and um, see where it goes, where it takes Spartan Protocol because I feel like um, being just above 10 million market cap that it is, driving up that TVL and showing to those institutions that we are a fully decentralized automated project on the Binance Smart Chain mm-hmm. with the ethoses that we currently have. And these are the things I believe in as a community manager. Um, I'm thinking some smart people might pick that up and adopt it. So who knows what's going to happen for that project. And we have um, you know the other projects that I talked, which is the Thanks Network and Universe Finance, which Thanks was the the bridge between the Web two and the Web three, and obviously uh, it's a kind of different ball game there. So it 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 does teach you uh, the the broader skills uh, to manage different projects and um, what your uh, stances might be and how you would be position yourself as a community manager. And um, these are things I'm just going to keep working towards as my own roadmap. I'm pretty happy. Well, that's that sounds awesome. I mean, uh, let us not forget about your meme artist career. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's so, a vital component. That's what got you I, in it. So, I, you I know, forget about those $2 million. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's 
let's let's keep let's close actually with that. So um, I'm I'm actually <laughs> ordered some costumes and I've still got um, that going on. Uh, some awesome fun videos coming out every now and then for the awesome. community. Awesome. And um, I'm actually hoping to create a small business out of that, just because it's so much fun. If projects want to reach out to me directly and have me dress up and do some some stunts <laughs> or video for them, then feel free to contact me on Twitter or uh, possibly my Telegram. And yeah, my Twitter is at Reedy Phillips. So that's R E I D Y P H I L L I P. Okay. And you'll you'll find me on Twitter. My DMs are open. Awesome. And yes, if 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 any projects want to obviously shine some fun on their community, they can they can definitely contact me and ask me for any advice. I'm free and transparent to anyone who wants a bit of help. Well, Philip, that's fantastic. I mean, you've got some big news. Uh, congratulations with the Binance uh, step um, in terms of Spartan. And thanks a lot. People can reach out to you. You just give the info. And I would love to actually have you back in some point in time and, and see and see where, where your path goes. Absolutely. I'd love to be back on the show, Nina. And um, thank you so much for having me today. And thank you, everyone that's listening. Uh, I really do appreciate that. And yeah, because this is the future and let's see how it goes. Absolutely. Absolutely, Philip. Thank you very much. Thanks again to our guest, as well as thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you also to the Badia Music team for providing their music. You can check out their latest album on badiamusic.com. You can find all supporting information on our website, blockchainrecorded.com, and listen to us on Google, Apple, and Amazon Podcasts, as well as Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Stay healthy and tuned for our next episode.